This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, how about your boy Animal Brown? Animal underscore Brown. If you're looking for me on socials, absolutely. I am Spike Lou on them same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy. Not outside though. Not in this heat wave. Hundred nah, plus. We indoors in the with the AC. AC Man. only. Not even coming outside when it's dark. It's hot at night. Yeah, no, nah, ain't nobody got time for any of that. Triple digits? Nah, I'm gonna hold up. It was 107 in Memphis. That's nuts. It's and Memphis it's is not the city that needs 107 degrees, dude. <laughs> Motherfuckers already That's on edge. Exactly what I said. <laughs> if any place don't need to be hot, it don't <laughs> Memphis is the place that need government assistant AC, nigga. <laughs> Pour some clouds over that motherfucker. They need an AC over the whole city. Because God damn. Um, speaking of hot, man, we got a lot of fire on this episode coming up. Hey, nice little lead in right there. Absolutely, man. Uh, y'all saw the Rolling Stone top 200 hip hop albums of all time. We have to react to that because there's a very interesting list, list to say the least. Easy for me to say. Um, also, Waka Flocka and Rick Ross. They have differences uh, differences of opinion on uh, handouts, and Roddy Rich was arrested right before his performance at the Governor's Ball. Uh, we'll talk about that. And um, but first, more YSL news. This time coming from the uh, the boards, the executives. Kevin Lyles has created a petition, who of course is an executive over the label uh, in which Young Thug is signed to. Uh, he created a position a petition in support of Young Thug. Regarding lyrics being used in court, um, he is saying that is unfair. It's got hella signatures so far. Uh, my question, are you on Kevin Lyle's side? Is he doing the right thing with this petition as it relates to lyrics being used in court? Simply, yes. Kevin Lyle's is doing a D job that he's supposed to be doing as an executive in the music business when you see that your clients or people that you work with are being harmed by this. He is doing the right thing. When we're talking about specifics and the young thug in the YSL case, those guys are not on trial because of their lyrics. 
And I've seen this a thousand, well, not a thousand times, but there's a lot of rhetoric out there online, the internet or whatever it may be that, oh, they're using their lyrics against them. No, they're using their lyrics to help aid the case. Like the case against them is Rico. Like what they've done or what they are charged for, I'm assuming that they have a snitch for. I'm assuming that they have some type of recording, some type of like wire that was up that they caught them in the act of doing. That's what the Rico case is usually revolving around. A Rico case can't be formed because you were rapping about something and then those things you went and done it or they tied some murder to it because it came too close to what you were rapping about. That doesn't, that, that's not happening. They have to have some sort of proof. So while Kevin Lyles is doing a great job, I think it'll help a lot of rappers, a lot of situations moving forward because you don't need to be using lyrics in trials. But in this case with YSL, with Young Thug, I think it's kind of warranted with everything else that goes in with the Rico charge. Yeah, man, using lyrics to incriminate is a slippery slope. Like on one hand, art can be misinterpreted by a jury who isn't familiar with the art of hip hop or music, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. we saw that with Mac from No Limit. Right. Mac was on trial for murder, and then the prosecutor played lyrics from his music, murder, murder, kill, kill, the, I'm the camouflage assassin, things that you and I hear, and we understand that it, this is not literal. Right. The jury hears the lyrics, or they hear the lyrics being read out, they're like, oh my God, we're hearing it over a beat <laughs> within the context of a song, of an album. It's not that deep. We know he's not literally an assassin for hire. We, right. we, we know that. People that are out of touch, don't understand the culture, hear that and get scared. So that's what got him jammed up. Now, in this situation, though, it's more about affiliation. It's the they're saying YSL is responsible for these sets of crimes. And then they have Young Thug and Gunna repping YSL on records, alluding to them being a gang, whether that's in a literal sense or that's just in the, the my niggas type sense. Who knows? Yeah. The issue, though, is that if YSL, the if their gang does exist and they are responsible for what they're alleged to be responsible for, mm -hmm. and then you add in incriminating things on Instagram, incriminating wiretaps, as you said, the damn rental car that was used to, in a murder, it was in Young Thug's name. And then you add the lyrics and affiliation. <laughs> like, it, let's be clear, it's not just them saying I'm YSL on a song that's got them in jail right now. Like, let's be very clear. That's where it gets a little tricky. It, it's tough. I, I don't think it's necessarily fair, but I want on, on both sides. I also want artists to take more responsibility and don't be a fucking key and peel skit, dude. Like don't go out here doing dumb shit and then literally going out here and saying it on record. So that like, you look like you hard and stuff, which we know that some idiots do do not everyone but some do so that, that's why i say it's slippery but kudos to kevin lyles though and i think that the response to kevin lyles supporting thug is very interesting online because i've seen people split i've seen one half saying yo good for kevin lyles where was this like bobby smurda needed this from his label when he got locked up like nobody showed up for him good mm -hmm. for kevin lyles and then i've seen the other half 
when they see Kevin Lyles crying in court, like, man, he going to do that because that's his cash cow. He's only doing that so he can get his bag and blah, blah, blah. So when you got, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't, but that's the age we live in, so I should be used to that by now. And I think that um, off of that, what you're saying, who cares, though? Like, people get in their feelings and they'll say, well, he's only doing that because it's his cash cow. Young Thug makes him a lot of money. I'd cry too if that nigga got locked up and wasn't being able to make me that type of money. And I guess you could try to say that it's ingenuine, but it ain't Kevin Lyle's responsibility to get him out of jail. Like, like I, I just don't get the other side of it, what you're saying when people say, oh, he's only doing this because. Of course I'm doing this because. It's this is my investment. Yeah, like, I don't, like, yes. Yeah. I think that Kevin Lyle should get in front of that. What I'm concerned about and what I think that Kevin Lyle should be more vocal about or people surrounding the bill that are trying to get this passed, it's, if, if it does pass, it's not going to save Young Thug because that's not what they're on trial for. It may help. It may help, though, because it could prove maybe that his affiliation is not what it seems to be. Right. I ain't saying it's the end-all, be-all, but it may can right. help. I feel like what the prosecution is going to do is say that none of these lyrics may have been true or accurate to what was going on with the gang activity, but the Rico case comes in where you are using this to fund and promote gang activity. You taking the money that you get from what I said, none of these lyrics may apply, but you're taking the money and using that to push illegal activity so i really want kevin lyle's young thug whoever to come out and say if we do get this done with the lyrics you still can't be in here and be reckless gang gang this that and the third and try to get off because they're not bringing your lyrics into court that's not gonna work so i want him to be very clear with people like yeah we're trying to get this pushed but you still can't be you can't be the bank for the game that, that just that's not going to happen because you're going to get the same fate that Young Thug is under. And that's what they think he was doing. Even, even if he wasn't in the streets doing anything, they feel like he was the boss calling the shots and using the money made from YSL, the money made from rap to fund a criminal organization. That's going to be his biggest hurdle, not the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It, I'm sure there'll be more updates unfolding as this will seemingly go on forever, but we should have some answers relatively soon. Thanks. Moving to the next one. We may have some answers for this. We may discover this right here on the On Deck TV show. Ill Seed from allhiphop.com. He runs a popular rumors, um, what is it, a blog, whatever yep. you call it. But if you go to All Hip Hop, you look under rumors. There's been a lot of chatter about a 90s rapper, Animal Brown, who's still out right now putting out hits and ill seed says he has it on very good information that this nineties rapper is now using a ghostwriter. So we're going to play speculation game here a little bit. Animal Brown. I want you to tell me what nineties rapper is hot right now that you think may be using a ghostwriter. This is tough. And we got to use context clues and some of the things that he said. All yes. hip hop at one point was like the blog site for all blog shit when it came to rap. Especially it, on the room and shit, yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. It's kind of fallen off within the recent years. However, um, editor-in-chief Ilseed, if I, I believe that's his position, still holds some weight because he knows people. Okay, cool. 
he used this specific quote. He said, I don't, he said, he's not going to reveal who the name of the person is because quote, I don't want to get killed or upset your illusions. Okay. So then that means he's talking about somebody with some pool, with some rank. I think we're going to name the same person. Possibly. He then also said, this person seems to think he's outgrown the culture. So as down to, for me, it's down to two people. I said number one, and I'm eliminating one off top because I said Snoop Dogg. Number one, Snoop has already openly said he uses Ghost Riders. So he mm. can't be talking about him because this wouldn't be breaking news. But the other only person I can think this is, is Fat Joe. That's who I was going to Yeah, that's it. And there can't be anybody else, that's dude. It. That's, it's got to be Fat Joe. That's it. The but Fat Joe hasn't had a hit in a couple of years, respectively, because I don't want to get killed. Right. And the, the clue that you read is what tipped it for me, too. I don't want to get killed behind this. Exactly. But in some of the reasoning behind, I think both of us came to that. Fat Joe, Fat Joe makes good quality music. For sure. That's not a, a knock at all on him there. He is hip hop. He is from the 90s. Yeah. And I think to him, what's very important is making sure that he continues to make quality mu music, whether he has the ability to or not. He's kind of trying to catch some with the remakes and all of this different That's stuff. True. That's some of the things that made me think of it, too. And if I was Fat Joe, it ain't nothing wrong with this. I ain't trying to compete with y'all young niggas out here, man. Like, yeah, I'm paying a nigga good to come in here and write these dope-ass bars. And I got hits. I got lean back. I got. I, I have the potential to make a hit. I just may not have time to. And also, the other context clue was, for me, we talked about it here when we said Fat Joe was trying to grow out of the culture as far as with the Fat Joe show. And we seeing that and having maybe different types of personalities on there outside of hip hop. So yep. yeah, bad job. And then the whole yesterday's price is not today's price, like the quotes and the the drops and now he on on Ellen or you know whatever the case. So I can understand him saying that. And there's plus there's been ghostwriting rumors about Fed Joe for years though. They said Remy Ma was writing shit. They said Pun was doing shit for him early. Bro, Fed Joe, Fed Joe's last, I'm putting this in air quotes hit was during the pandemic when he had that he had that song where he flipped um the remake right the luther yeah i think he flipped that luther but i mean it wasn't it didn't really chart like that it was a cool record but like bro like i couldn't tell you his last hit was probably 2018 2017 maybe money showers i, I don't fucking all the way up all the way up was his last hit oh yeah i forgot about all the way because he's and, a whole popped on it and he hasn't been featured on anything since. So that's why I'm like, who is he talking about that's more relevant? The only person I can think of is Nas, who's more relevant at current day. But I don't see him being bigger than the culture. I don't, the other, the other lines don't add up for that. Yeah. Though. I think it's Fat Joe. I couldn't see Nas using the Ghost Rider. I could see Fat Joe doing it because he has to stay relevant. And if he's putting out bullshit bars, that's not going to happen. Like, True. even though his career is not all dependent upon rap at this moment it still has to be good so you yeah. you can't be the butt you, you can't be the butt of a joke like if you fat joe and you're gonna put songs out and you're gonna do the fat joe show you're gonna be on ellen you can't be out here with slaw bar like you can't be Birdman. you he can't just not rap though like fat joe don't have to rap nobody's looking for that and i fuck with fat joe and his catalog is strong but nobody in 2022 yeah. i'd rather watch the fat joe show than listen to an album
You know how New York niggas is, though. That's true. That's a fact. Hey, New York is going to rap today 60, 70, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> you know how New York niggas is. He need to go ahead and leak that, though, man. Fuck it. Nobody know who Ill C. That ain't even your real name, bro. Nobody know who you are, what you look like. But you do know, I, I do want to see, though, speaking of Fat Joe, have you seen a thing on AE Hip Hop Origins? Mm mm. That's gonna be my well, never mind. Now I find something else to put on, but it's a thing on A and E. They doing documentaries on hip hop people. His hip hop origins is two episodes. One was Fat Joe. Episode two was Busta Rhymes for some reason. Yeah, that's a skip. I fuck with the Fat Joe episode, but that Busta Rhymes is getting skipped. Uh, man. Next up, man. Waka Flocka, your man's. So actually, back it up. Rick Ross was on live, right, okay. and he was talking about people being in rooms with celebrities and having their hands out and celebrities and other successful people and having their hands out <clears throat> and saying that they need to be working instead. Waka Flocka responded to that and asked, where's the morality? Maybe a handout is not necessarily money. Maybe it's information. And as a matter of fact, information is more valuable than money. He says it should be free. He says information should be free. Whose side do you want? Are you the side of Rick Ross? Nigga, why don't you get out there and work? Or are you on the side of Waka Flocka? Like, man, give him some game if that's what he's looking for. This can fall either way. And I'm more so on the side of Rick Ross here. I do feel like the if information is very important to me. I want to be very clear with that, that like information is key, but you have to be in a position to be able to use information. Like and you do that by working. You do that by putting exactly working, yeah. putting yourself in position. Like a nigga can give you a million dollars worth of game, bro. But if you're not in a position to do nothing with it, you just the, the smart nigga in the room with a whole lot of dumb niggas. Yep. So you have to put the work in. You have to grind. You can't. I don't agree with the handout at all. I agree with Walker. Like, no one should go in like, oh, just give me this. Because you can't learn anything from it. The most important thing to do is getting the information, learning, and then as you're working and learning, using the information. But if I'm having to pick, I'm going to go with Rick Ross. Put the work in. I can get the information through the work. I don't need you to tell me shit. <laughs> if, if, if I got to choose between the two, right, right. I would take, you know, both preferably but if i got to choose between the two i'm going to do the work i'm a hands-on type of person that's going to give me the experience and at least i can use that to go make me some money i don't need a nigga sitting here lecturing me on shit yeah ne neither is necessarily wrong first right. off but um i understand ross ross he just had the uh boss up conference yes last year it was a twenty thousand ahead he's doing it again this year um they're already started to promote that um, so he's probably in the, in the car show. So he's probably had a couple of people walk up to him, dumb, nervous, and probably asked him for a handout, whether that's money or whether that's game or advice. Now, I know the saying used to be the game is to be sold, not told. And I can understand that to a certain extent. Waka seems like a real nigga. We've met him. He seemed like a solid dude. And if we asked him for some advice, he probably would tell you. I'm I'm team information because then with the right information, then I know what to get to work on. And then I won't be working aimlessly. 
So I'm I'm I lean again. I don't think either one is wrong. I'm 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 like you, but I would lean slightly to Walker because information is damn near everything right up under work ethic if it's not neck and neck. So, but Walker, he opened up a, a Pandora's box with like, man, you should be giving game away for free and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know about that because the this is why people charge for game because you have to spend money and time to learn that shit if you're really actually learning it. So you're, you're fucking up, you're stumbling, you're taking L's, you're writing this whole process down and now you done did all of that, put the work in, to then just tell somebody so they can skip all of that for free, that's tough. I can't expect niggas to do that for everyone. Now, mm-hmm. friends, close family, niggas that you know will listen. Okay, cool. But that's why you see so many of these like classes or ebooks and stuff like that pop up because they know, bro, I can't spend all day trying to explain something to people that. 90% of them aren't going to do anything with it. So I'm going to charge for this because this is how much my time is worth. Okay. So I understand Walker. He got a good heart. He got his mind in the right place. But I don't know how realistic it is to everybody that walks up to Walker that wants some knowledge for him to stand there and tell them that's impossible. There's, that's a great point that you bring up and it makes me think of something while you were saying that. The reason that people put up those paywalls is because, like you said, they don't want to waste their time. So if I'm teaching a seminar, I'm charging you $139. I don't want to waste my time. So in order to make sure that I'm getting some out of this from giving you the information, I'm going to charge you. So I do get that. I get that part of it. The reason that I lean and skew towards work and I kind of I'm sure I'm kind of leaning into what I would do if I'm in the position as well and what I've seen done when you're working hard and someone can see that someone sees you in their field, you stumble upon that information. Like That's there's a been a many a times when a nigga or people have seen me doing what I do. And they're like, Hey bro, you know, if you do this, this way, or take this method, this way that you can get this, that, or the third. And it comes from them seeing your work ethic, mm-hmm. them seeing that, Oh, I don't got to charge this person for that information because I see how they getting down right now. And I know either I'm going to get a return on it because they're going to fuck with me or it's going to benefit them because they're not just going to sit on it. Yep. Hey, bro, let me holler at you for a minute. Hey, you know that you could do this, that, and the third. So you're right. Like you said, there's no really wrong answer to this. And you can get it from however you feel it. But putting that work in sometimes, people that are giving you the information feel like they can trust you with it more. Yep. They come across you working. Yep. If you come into Rick Ross, you're like, hey, bro, throw me on the mixtape, man. Let me let me get you 16 on this and that. Bro, who are you? Man, like, I can give you this 16, and then you just going to fade off into obscurity tomorrow because you ain't got nothing else. Why yep. haven't I heard of you? Like, a nigga hit us with that when we used to go to Revolt. Like, the guy, when he told you, when we was telling him, oh, we the On Deck TV podcast, we do this, that, in Atlanta. He was like, nah, I know niggas in Atlanta, bro. They don't, Kenny they Burns. told me about y'all. That was yeah. That, yeah. that was that was the that was the CEO of revolt. He said, "Bro, right. if Kenny Burns ain't told me about y'all, then bro, you're not working hard enough." Exactly, and it ain't like you said. We didn't go up necessarily looking for a handout. We just went up to try to say, "Hey, this is that dope," and we do this and that. And, and all he was responding, and it wasn't a, a derogatory thing. It's like, if that was true, bro, I would know you. 
because I'm tapped in and I know the people that are doing the work. And all that meant to us was, okay, we have more work to do. We have the information now. We got a name. We know the person that we need to be looking for. And we know the work that we need to put in to get to him now. So he can continue to share that. But yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer there. You yeah, know, it's it's no wrong answer. And the perfect storm is to have a good mix of both. <laughs> Honestly, have a work yeah. ethic and just pay attention to the information that to come across. That's the reason I moved to Atlanta, dude. I just wanted the information. Right. I, all I've ever wanted was the information. You know what I'm saying? And I can take it from there. So it's kind of a chicken and the egg type situation. It's really no wrong answer. Thanks. People will get people. I've come across this a lot professionally and just in general, people think that there's a magic bullet. Like they say, they'll see somebody doing something and they were like, well, how did they get there? Damn, man, I want to do that too. And then they ask these questions to try to get to the end point versus I got to start at the very beginning and do the work and it starts to open up and you start to understand more. Like you can't cheat in anything that you want to do regardless how easy it seems in the beginning like it's gonna get hard you gotta do the hard work if you want to be successful and stuff it's like a fact you can't cheat that's a fact shout out to walker and ross both being right (laughs) absolutely and last but not least this past weekend new york city was popping i think they had summer jam and the governor's ball On his way to Governor's Ball, though, Roddy Rich was pulled over upon entry. Uh, They found straps in the car. They found extra magazines in the car. Roddy Rich and two others, three others, I think, were locked up, taken into custody uh, for weapons charges in New York. This is the first time Mr. Rich has gotten in trouble, though, Animal Brown. My question to you, are you concerned? Because this guy was your pick. You, you, he's your guy. Is this just another hiccup or are you concerned? Do you see a pattern with Roddy Rich's future? Yeah, this is light work. Um, this is rather get caught with it than without it. The, he was let, they were let out as soon as they got in and the charges were dropped the next morning with no explanation by the NYPD, by the way, they were dropped. So that was kind of strange. Um, he did make his appearance at Summer Jam where he led the crowd and they fucked the NYPD chant, which I understand. I would have done the same thing if I was him. I'm sure he is over that the shit. Governor's ball bag was big. He missed Man, it. listen, he had plans for that weekend bread. Like he already, he already spent that in his head. He was tight. He didn't make it to the governor's ball. <laughs> he had already spent that in his head, too. So I listen, that was really more about the money he may have lost out on than anything else. But you you know how it is in New York, but they, they, they are on niggas heads for them gun charges. They locking niggas up, NFL players, rappers, it don't matter who you are. They like to make examples out of people. The higher the profile, the better. They thought they had one. It didn't work for whatever reason. Hip hop police was on top of them. I wouldn't sweat it. I would keep moving the way you moving. The strap wasn't on him. It was on the two, I'm assuming, security people. That's how you move. This also sends a message out to anybody else that wants to run up on Roddy Rich, try to snatch his little double R chain. There's two niggas with me with extendos, dude, and that's what comes with it. So it, <laughs> I wouldn't trip I mean, if I was him. Yeah, Roddy Rich is a, a super, so I would expect two niggas with extendos to be with him all the time anyway. That's which is why this is confusing. I don't understand it. Like, I figure you're 
securities shit will be registered and licensed. Like, why am I fucking going to jail? Yeah. My nigga, I got a show to do. Like, lock these niggas up. If, if I'm being <laughs> super petty, they ain't got the right paperwork to lock them up. But nigga, I'm a rapper. I'm a little nigga. I don't got no gun. I'm not going to this island. So I really, if I was riding rich, I would be frustrated at this situation because he has had some stumbles prior to this. And this was, this is what's getting him back on track. The summer jam, the governor's ball thing. So it would have been nice to him to be able to knock out the, the, the duo that weekend, but he wasn't. And to that, I would be very frustrated. I'd be pissed off. I don't think it's going to knock him off any trajectory or anything like that. Still has to come out with good music. He still ain't made up for deleting his Instagram after people roasted him for the song. But I do think that this is concerning, not in the sense of his career, but just the sense of continue to get the exposure that he needs to maintain where he has been when he made the box. Like you got to get back there, bro. Like it, it ain't looking good. I still am holding out a little bit of hope, but when stuff like this continues to happen, when you're, I don't know if he was targeted or what, but if you're not, you don't have the power to get out of these situations and still do the performance, it starts to look bad. And yeah. I hope you can bounce back. On the music tip, he's been slipping though, because the last project was okay. Uh, the He's been featured on a couple of joints. He, he was featured on Post Malone single. He won Tom Bashir. He was featured on that LMA. He won Tom Bashir. Uh, but he does have a tour coming up. He's, um, uh, he's doing Post Malone. He's opening up for Post Malone, so he'll be back in New York soon. Uh, but be careful, Roddy Rich, man. God damn, they own you. Um, speaking of own you, man, we are on this Rolling Stone list, guys. Top 200 best hip-hop albums, not of the last 10 years, not of the last 20 years, of all ever. time, ever. That's a big, big statement. This is what we'll do real quick. I'm going to read the kind of what they said about the criteria, so to speak. Um, It says, as we dug and listened, we found ourselves a little less swayed by, quote unquote, golden age mystique. than we might have done this list about 10 or 15 years ago. Um, They talked about how hip hop evolves and is expanding faster than any other genre in music. So, and then it also says, when confronted with the choice between the third, fourth, or fifth record by a classic artist like Outkast, for example, and an album from an artist who would make the list more interesting, we tended to go with the latter option. So, keep that in mind. When you see a list like this, and I'm going to go straight to the top ten before we go into some other snubs and other shit. The number one album, when you saw what the number one album was, were you like, what the fuck is this? Or were you like, oh, okay, I can see that. Did they at least nail that? No, absolutely. I feel like it was hype beats. I didn't feel like they nailed it at all. And what gives it away is what you said at the end and then going to the number one album. And when you say if we're deciding between what's good and what's interesting. Yeah. And then you say, I'm putting together a hip hop list. Then that you can't do that because hip hop, a part of it is based on the competitive of what's better. Like it ain't necessarily all style. Like you can't put a, 
by the rules of hip hop, unspoken rules of hip hop, like you're not going to put a style artist above someone who has the ability like a Nas. Like, right. It just ain't possible because that's the essence of what we do. So when you read, when I read that part of it and say sometimes we skew towards the controversy, it's just the list. It just well, misses the credibility of it. To be fair, yeah, I, th- I how I interpreted that is, are you going to have three or four albums by the same person or one or two and then have an interesting person that also has heat? Because you can argue Jay-Z should have six albums on it. You know, but are you going to, does that make the list accurate or does it make it boring because you have multiple albums by the same five people? So I think that was the balance that they were trying to, because you could technically do that. You could, you could, like you said, put six Jay-Z albums in there. And I think that's where the the writers, and we'll get into this, yeah. that's where you get to them not being hip-hop. Because when you start to get to that point, like you're saying, where you got six Jay-Z albums, thorough hip-hop heads should be able to decipher between those six and realize what really needs to be on here while still including things that could be controversial. But when right. you give me shit in the top 10, like if you give me number to blow it, I'm sure everybody's seen this by yeah. now, but if you give me Outkast number two, it's Tank On You, like it just shouldn't happen. No, that shouldn't, that, that's that not their best album. It shouldn't happen. Yeah, no. Nah. Like if you tell me that Outkast should have three albums on here because they deserve three albums on here, but we can't do that because it's going to be boring and you decide to go with Tank On You, yeah, oh, this is just wrong. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, that's wrong. I would have accepted. I would. I would have accepted any obvious. My my. I lean toward Equimini and AT aliens, which flip a Either coin, and whichever. Then then it makes a little more sense. But number one was Big Ready to Die. So you're saying that that's you're saying that that's a miss. Yes, that's a big miss. Because even within like, if I'm going, okay, how I look at this is. If someone who didn't know, when someone from Mars came and they were like, oh, what's hip hop? And I'm using these 200 albums to explain to them what it is and, and the best people that did it and the best albums and songs that came out. The Notorious Big Ready to Die is a great album, but it's not Biggie's best album. And I consider Biggie probably one of the best rappers ever. So if I'm going to make his album number one, then I'm going to put the better album. Like he has a claim that that Life After Death album is literally the one of the best hip hop albums ever. Nobody can argue that. So to say, okay, I want to make this have flair. So I'm gonna put ready to die. Well, that's not, this I'm ain't that big of a reach, though. Let's be honest. That's not big of a reach because Life After Death is so much better than this. So I can see this at ten. But if I'm putting Biggie at one, then it has to be life after death. This is like no way around it. I think that they were blatant in in some of the things because they wanted people to talk about. Which is oh, well, what well, yeah. Doing. That, yeah so, number one, you definitely want because that's the goal. You want right. people to talk about it. If you come right. out with a list and it's flawless, nobody's going to talk about it. Like you right. have to They'll have about it. They'll forget about it the next day. But I do think that you have to hit on the key points. Like you can't give me Biggie ready to die number one like you but can't do that I, I will say to your to rolling stones point when you say if somebody came from mars and they're like give me the top 200 list 
having five Jay Z's, three Outkast, two Biggie, that, that does kind of water it down. The, it, like no, we it, got past that. You're right. That's absolutely okay. okay. Right. That, that's what that's past that. But they picked the, the wrong ones. To, to stop right there for a moment, yeah. though, if they are coming from Mars, and you do like the people that are constructing this list, if there are five Jay Z albums that deserve to be on there, don't give me the one that's going to be controversial. Yo, give, give me, me Kingdom Come one. at five. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, give me the better album. Don't give me the, like, you can do it some places throughout the list. I just feel like at the key points, you can't do that. Like, if I'm going to give you a Jay-Z album, the highest ranking Jay-Z album would be Reasonable Doubt, Reasonable Doubt or Blueprint. Yeah, which it was. If you tell me, oh, we're putting Jay-Z here and it's going to be Blueprint 2 and it's going to be the number 10 album, like, come on, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. But to be fair, so here, we'll, we'll do the top 10. Uh, big ready to die number one, and I do prefer the double disc, but I but juicy is probably one of the most iconic rap songs ever. So that I can understand the moment is bigger on that album. So, so that doesn't bother me as much as, but I get what people are saying because I prefer the double disc too. Um, number two is Stank Only, that's insane. Number three is the blueprint. They got the right J album right here. You could argue reasonable doubt. I wouldn't be mad at yeah. that either. Um, number four was Public Enemy. It takes a nation of million to hold us back. That's before my time. I don't know nothing about that. Uh, number five, Kendrick Lamar, The Pimp a Butterfly. That's some bullshit. That's uh, number six, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's the best Kanye album. So that's fair, in my that's opinion. Fair. Missy Elliott, Missy So Addictive at seven. Make a case for that because you're a Missy. I can't, bro. This is, to me... Case. What about this album? Is this album... What, what would you rate this album? I, I personally... See, this has her biggest song, which is Get Your Freak On, arguably. That's her biggest record. Biggest video, biggest record. Her her best album, to me, is The Real World, though. That shit was mm. banging, and that's damn show not a top 10 album, respectfully. Yeah. So I, this is... That's Cap. Number eight, Wu-Tang, Into the Wu... I don't fucking know. You know, we don't fuck with Wu-Tang, respectfully. No. Number nine, Tribe Called Quest, Low End Theory. That's highly criticized. I mean, critically acclaimed. That's fair. I'm not into it, but I get it. Number 10, Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I'm mad at that. Like, I'm not mad. Like, to be okay. honest, a, a couple of these I'm not mad at. Like, the Tribe yeah. Called Quest. That's I fair. I get the story that they're telling. Yeah. Like, they're trying to show the different, like, the, the These are 10 completely different... different <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's it's the story of hip hop more so than the quality of it, and they should it, it should have been titled that way. And I guess you would have less people maybe talking about it probably, but it would be less controversial if you like two hundred albums that tell the story of hip hop, something of that nature. But if you're telling me that these are the best, then no. But I do see why Wu Tang would be in here. I see That's why fair. Low End Theory would be That's, in here. Yeah. I see why Lauren Hill would be in here. That's fair. The ones that they miss on, the misses are just like you baffled. Like the misses, yeah. yeah, I don't even understand why this is on here. Like you said, get your freak on. Okay, it's a huge song for sure. But I would even if push came to shove, I'm classifying that as a pop song. Like if somebody was like, okay, tell me about music, and they was like, well, get your freak on. Is this a hip hop song or a pop song? I'm not thinking. I don't think hip hop when I hear that. So you could argue that about half of Lauryn Hill's album too, though. Yeah, it would be more R and B soul, but right. people always kind of give her credit for her bars. For sure, yeah, that's true. Like, so if you're telling the story of hip hop again, use the Mars example, and you're like, well, who's a girl that could rap? 
someone would say, okay, well, this chicken going here, she made this really good album. It has some singing on here, but she got some dope bars on the song that she was rapping on. Like, I could see that. Absolutely. Like, I could see that the, the Jay-Z, it was Blueprint, is the best album by the guy that was the best for a couple of generations. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But like, Missy, I, I don't know what the story would be. Like, I don't know what someone would tell me to be like, okay, this is the reason why this is a top 10 album. How how do they have I'm I'm scrolling through. How is the best Dre album on here 2001? Yeah, that's crazy. And not chronic. And how how is Doggy Style not in the top 10? Doggy Style, it's on here, but it's like it ain't in the top 10. Yeah, it's totally disrespectful. I I don't I don't understand how 2001 Chronic is all eyes on me is 29. I don't like I get it. Y'all didn't want to. I, I, I understand. I don't we don't want to make this all albums that came out in 98. That's I, I get it. Or 97. That's the golden era air quote. You want to mix it up. You want to. OK, that's cool. Bro, 29, bro. That's, that's that's probably the well behind Biggie. That's probably the best double disc of all time. And when you go all the way down to 29, we still ain't got to life at the death. So, like, I don't bro. Machiavelli, like, it's crazy. So let me ask you this, reading this and reacting to it, do you think that hip hop culture gives too much credence to a Rolling Stone per se, a hip hop, or excuse me, a, a rock and roll hall of fame or the Grammys, like we always talk about when I've seen comments from Meek Mill, I've seen different people comment on this list. I heard Joe Ray talk about it. The reaction is always like, we feel like that they are as abreast of our culture as they should be. And we know that they're not. Like, we know that they don't get it, right? Like, you know, I'm reading the people that are, that read, excuse me, that wrote this article. No disrespect to any of them, but I've never heard of any of them in hip hop spaces. Right. Like, I've never heard of them like, in the grid, like I know some hip hop writer or journalists or whatnot. So do you take any credit away from, or do you think that people that aren't embedded in the culture as let's say maybe we are people that do podcasts and are, are actually hip hop. Do you think that they should stay away from it? Or do you think this adds credibility to the culture overall? Cause more people are talking about it. I mean, it's a, it's a mix of both. Like there, no one, listen, there's no publication on earth. That's going to do a top 200 rap albums and nail it hundred percent. That's not possible. Like people are somebody somewhere is going to be like, why am I not on here? Why is this here? That's the thing though. So I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just wanted to hit on that point. You could argue that an establishment like Rolling Stone is only doing this because hip hop is popular. And now they're going to have the most popular culture talking about them. Hence the big number 200. Hence the, the leaps that they took. Now well, I have they've had rappers on the cover uh, several times though. Who? They've had rappers on the cover of Rolling Stone hella times. Not rappers, but the list per se though. Like the conversation behind it. Not yeah. just the rappers on the list. I'm speaking of like the conversation behind it and knowing that it would be like, eh, we we're gonna throw some shit at the wall here. I mean, it's interesting. Nobody's taking it ser- that seriously, I hope, um, except for maybe the game <laughs> who was tight because documentary wasn't on here, which is, I think it's fair. I can see documentary being on here. Documentary should definitely be on. Yeah, that's fair. But but you have Cardi B at 16. 
and Tupac at 29? I, I don't I don't understand the logic behind it. And I like that Cardi album. Future Future's DS2 is at 20. Ryan Dirty is 23. That's nuts. Ryan Dirty top 10. Reasonable doubt 26. Like, bro, like, like but but this I, I you have to mix it up. I understand. You don't want the top 100 to be all from 96 to 99. Like, but Chief Keef at 32 is blasphemy, bro. Like, that's not stop, bro. It's, we talked about our most influential artists. You want to make an influential list and have Chief Keef at 12? or That's fair. But to put his album finally rich, <laughs> bro, nigga, because the, nigga, the ladies love that? Sosa? Like, man, Have you on, heard that bro. album? Is that song? Yeah, I've heard it. Song on there? Yeah. Oh, okay. he got he got one song on there. He got the three hundred with Rick Ross that I fuck with, the Salsa joint, and the I don't like, which the remix was better anyway. Uh, so smash is on there though. Man, oh, stop. So, so I, and again, that's what you get though when you have people who are contributing to a culture that they're not really embedded in. They're going to take things like that that are like what you said. It's not thorough. That ain't a thorough album. But it got smashes on there. So someone who's not abreast to what we do and not abreast to hip hop could be like, oh, it has these three songs on there. It has to be a top 200 album. Well, it's the danger in this. See, here's the thing, because as I'm looking at Doggy Style at number 35 and Chief Keeps is 10, 15 slots higher than Doggy Style, the person starts off by saying in the Doggy Style quote unquote review to brag I was drinking gin and juice in the studio with Dr. Dre and Snoop during the doggy style sessions so I watched as Dre integrated a revolving door of rappers singers live musicians etc into this album so this person was in literally in the sessions so this motherfucker has been around rap for at least 30 years what's that nigga name what did the initials say behind it it's a CA C-A. So I can't, that's my thing. These are all by oh, different people. I can't sit here and assume because it's under the title of Rolling Stone that automatically these people don't know who they are or don't know what they're talking about because the list does have some bullshit. Now, I could say you don't know what you're talking about because this list is some bullshit, but I can't say you don't know what you're talking about just because I don't know who you are. That's what I'm saying. Well, the Chronic at 40 is insane, but go ahead. <laughs> That's insane. I think, I think knowing who you are, and I just looked this dude up, his pitch is nuts. No way he did no recording sessions with Dr. Dre. That's first of all. Uh, but secondly, no, I'm not saying in the sense of because I don't know who they are specifically that they don't have some credibility. Right. I'm saying because they don't operate in hip-hop circles. If they did, I'm saying I would know them because I operate in a hip hop circle. Like if mm. I'm not giving any more credence or credits to someone like, okay. So if Joe Budden or any podcasters or academics or someone did a list, I would tend to have more credence of that because they are in the culture. Like if you, I'm looking at this dude right here now, the Charles Aaron dude, CA. You may have been in Dr. Dre studio sessions, but I promise you, you don't know like what you think you know. Like he, I can tell just about looking at him. 
So again, you're right. Like just because they work for Rolling Stone, just because you haven't heard of them, that doesn't mean they don't know what they're talking about. But I do think collectively it does mean that they can't pay enough or don't have enough attention to give to hip hop like they're trying to with this 200 here. So yeah. some of it leads to throwing shit on the wall. There's a there's a couple of joints on here that just I, I flow Millie at 172 like bro I I don't I don't get it bro like I Polo G 161 like you can't have Polo G on here and not have the game documentary bro you can't have Polo G and not have Ghetto D bro it's impossible it's literally impossible like you just can't you can't do it bro Ray Schremer why is Lil Nas X on here bro does Lil Nas okay. X rap? I, if he does, I missed it. They got Maybe he does. That common B is 145th. That common B deserves to be on this list. <laughs> it deserves to be in the top 30, arguably. <laughs> it's 145th. Rock Marciano. No way. Bro, shout out to little Brother, though. Um, City oh, Girls thing. is higher than that common B. Now, I'm going to be fair. I haven't listened to that City Girls, but I am familiar with them. And I've heard enough records to know that I thoroughly enjoyed Common B. And I don't even really like Common like that. Did I, if, this, if I listen to that City Girls and, it, and it's better than that Common B, my head would literally explode off my shoulders. Shout out to Rose with that Teflon Don at 135, though. All eyes on look. Me against the world is 134. You can just stop. I'll stop reading right there. Like me against the world is a top ten hip hop album. Like undoubtedly, undisputed. is that Pac's best album? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's Pac's best album. Ooh. Like that, it's especially like you said, if you're telling the story of hip hop, like when because once you get into the Machiavelli shit, that was more personable. Tupac shit, well, whatever he was calling himself at that point. But that was a personable album. It was like real angry. And when you talk about All Eyes on Me, it was like a party album. It was for Suge, they always say. Listen to Me Against the World. And, and from the context of hip hop, like Pac, that we kind of remember him for now with the poetry and all this other shit that you tied to his name. I feel like Me Against the World is closest to that. That shit That's is fair. like straight through the story that it tells. Like it, it's fire. The title's perfect. Everything about that album. Jay-Z's black album at 113 is the most egregious thing on this list. Because what's like, 112? Like whatever is in front of that will tell you everything you need. 112 is Rhapsody, Layla's Wisdom. Come on, man. And I fuck with Rhapsody too. But being that close to Hove album? Daytona 108. Stop, man. That's yeah, only man. six. That's only six songs, dude. It's not. Nah, man, bro. Eve Scorpion, one oh I. I'm this. I'm getting annoyed you now. Two, you bought two copies of that Eve Scorpion. Bro. Nah, I fuck with Eve first album though. That shit hard. But oh, at, I thought at, that's the one it was. That ain't the one with no. This, this the one with Gwen Stefani and shit. Oh, yeah. Jeezy one oh one. I run. They 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 tried to be cute. TM one oh one is yeah. Stop, man. Yeah, right. That was okay. That was cute. This was I, a funny ass video on the rap chat that somebody said. About us every time Jesus 101 brought up. Did you see that? Uh uh. Oh my God, man. I gotta see who it was, man. 
Then he said, every time y'all niggas start talking about 101 and they had the dude in the video and he was going crazy to G's and shit, it was funny. That's funny, that's you. Tough. Man, y'all check out the list. Let us know what y'all think. It's some stuff on here. Like, like it's some stuff over here before my time. Like, this Airbnb Rakim, like, I can't comment on that. That's before my time. Uh, Watch the Throne at 77. And Megan Thee Stallion at 75. We can go ahead and end the discussion. Because... Uh, <laughs> we can we can just we can keep it moving now and that's my girl um but let us know what y'all think of the list were they off is anybody gonna have a perfect list who would have the closest what publication or person do you think would have the most accurate 200 hip-hop albums list i would love to hear it let us know in the comments besides us let us know in the comments um anybody any snub anything jump out to you real quick that was missing you were like damn why why ain't we, I know we talked about the game documentary. Do you think a P album should have been on here? 200? I, I wasn't no P album on here. No. Nah. 200 albums? Absolutely. Like you, get, like you can't tell the story of hip hop without that. Yeah. Like, was it a Cash Money album on here? Uh, Lil Wayne. Like a real, I'm talking about the. Like early, album. not Young Money, but Cash Money? Yeah. Nah. See, like, you can't tell the story of hip hop without that. Like, I, don't, it, I didn't even see a Scarface album. Uh, no, Scarface was on here. I didn't see 400 degrees though. Was the uh, see? I didn't see it. You can't tell the story of hip hop. The fix was on there. You sure? No, I didn't say the fix. I said uh, I think he has diary on the Scarface. One of the Scarfaces is on here. It's 200 though, y'all. You can say you got to bear with us, but it's on here somewhere. I could have swore I saw it. They would have to. Fucking. I didn't think I seen Scarface. That's like two, bro. Yeah, exactly. It's too many stories that aren't being told on this list. So I, those are the ones off my head that I'm thinking of, though. There's two Missy Elliott's, though. That's and neither one of the one that I fuck with, which is... And two Clips albums. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Juvenile 400 Degrees is 68. Oh, okay. That ain't bad. So that's... I, I I respect that. Two Clips albums is nuts. <laughs> and I fuck with the Clips. And I fuck with Especially both of the albums one. that they posted. Especially hmm. when neither one of the albums are good. Yeah, that's cap. Um, let us know what y'all think, man. What was missing on here? I know we missed some shit. Somebody's gonna say something that we missed. Let us know in the comments. Uh, let's get to a win, win or loss, man. Little baby, your man's he's got a documentary. It's called Untrapped. It lands at home on Prime Video, man. Coming soon. Are you here for that? I'm here for it, man. I can't wait to see the little baby doc. I don't think it's too early. Uh, a lot of people saying it's too early to do that. No, get it out there. I think it was at the, the Tri, Tribeca Film Festival or something. Got okay. a lot of good reviews. A lot of people were bidding on it, and it finally landed with Amazon. So shout out to Baby, man. I can't wait to see that. Man, I, uh, I forgot what we were watching, and they asked the question, what event would you want to go to? Any yeah. event, if you could get the best tickets to any event. Yeah. I think one of them film festivals would be on, high on my list. I'm not saying that. I'm not putting it over the Super Bowl. I'm not putting it over like game seven, but one of them film festivals would be kind of dope. Like either it's Cannes, Tribeca, one of them where like it's a nice lineup. I would want to go to one of them. Yeah, that would be hard. What would you do, Met What's Gala? One, what is, Aspen? <laughs> I don't know about that. do that's cold? Nah, I ain't want no fucking Met Gala. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would, nigga. I don't even like dressing up now. I didn't even want to dress up to go to the prom. Nigga. Oh, shit. To go to that. 
Oh shit. Uh win or loss, man. NLE Chopper went back and forth on Twitter with your man DJ Vlad. Chopper said he could cure Justin Bieber's uh paralysis in his face. Vlad called him a snake oil salesman, man. What is this? Explain this. So you know NLE Chapel is on the, the holistic stuff, the natural sure. remedies and Justin Bieber's face is paralyzed. Half I, of I it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened. No. And he was, you know, Lee Chop was in the comments. He's like, I got a cure for it. And he was saying he got, he always saying that he has like, he's had different cures throughout the time. And yeah. Vlad was just like, man, that's cow. That's funny as fuck. And then, like, NL Chaba responded. He called him a culture of origin and all these things. He's, like, yeah. from the man who's selling snake oil. And I get it. Like, NL Chopper look wild out here. But Vlad can't be the nigga to call him out. Like, so I get, I'm on NL Chopper side in this. Like, I don't know if he's selling snake oil or not. But Vlad, you can't be the nigga calling people out for selling snake oil. You, you, you just can't do that. Just play your role. Do your little interviews and hope that no one messes with you. But I don't like Vlad calling him out. Yeah, that's funny. That's an L. That's an L on both of them. Come on, yeah, Chopper. Uh, win or loss future. <laughs> he gets fan mail addressed to him. Not to him, his P.O. box, but actually at Magic City. That's funny w. as fuck. Big W going to the strip club, ordering your ones, and they give you your, uh, your, your mail that's been sitting there for a while. So I'm definitely fucking with that. That was cold. I ain't been to the strip club in so long, and I don't miss a goddamn thing. Man, let me tell you, I'll never forget that time that lady shucked you at the strip club out of them $20. Oh, my God. Hey, man. Strip clubs. <laughs> hey, man. Did you want to dance? No. And he was like, nah, I'm good. She put she her got- purse down and commenced to dance. <laughs> That'll be 20 <laughs> Nigga, I was broke in the motherfucker, and I had no business in the strip club to begin with. What was I told her no, and she proceeds to dance anyway. Yeah, she said, niggas like, nah, I don't want no dance. And she started dancing and charged you. And charged you me out. for money I didn't have, man. Like that, what do we, I don't even remember why we was in there. I don't remember either. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely wasn't a time to be strip club. We just Absolutely today. Um, On Deck of the Week, man, we are going to YouTube. Um, our last episode, Most Influential Artist, we had some really good comments. Shout out to Hendrix Loco. Saying Travis and not T-Pain is so disrespectful. That's fair. Even though I never look at T-Pain as like a, like a rapper, but he's hip hop though. We said Travis Scott, but we didn't mention T-Pain. T-Pain ain't no rapper. He a rapper turned singer. Turned singer. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Turn to a singer, nigga. It's close enough. Yeah, he is uh, I ain't taking away his impact though. And shout out to Sean Washington. Put some respect on Kid Cudi's name. He made mental health rap acceptable to do. I did say Kid Cudi, though. I mentioned it. I brought him up. You don't want to laugh him out the room. Bro, nobody. Well, y'all, I ain't mad. You talk about overrated. You talk about Kid Cudi. We're talking about influential right now, and you can't say that he's not influential. Overrated. I've never gotten into Kid Cudi. I like day and night. That's how I stick to that. I ain't going to hate on him because I've, I've literally never listened to anything else. He's got a good documentary on Hulu. You should check it out. It's pretty dope. Never. Um, <laughs> speaking of checking shit out, what you got to put me on? 
Uh, the my put on for this week was a TV show that I'm just finishing up. Man, it's called Banner Under Heaven. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I said anything about it before, but I do want to double back because the season finale has came on, and it is right. Your boy Spider Man, Andrew, whatever his name is, Garfield. I didn't think Duke could act. I would. I didn't even go see Spider Man because he was in it. I thought he was corny. He is bodying this. He in his bag. Uh, it's about some Mormons and the whole religion and how they got set up and the murder behind it. Man, it's really, really dope. Uh, who done it type show. So check mm. it out there. You can binge straight through. It's on Hulu. It looks like a broke true crime, or I mean, true uh, true detective. True detective. Uh, it's like a actually. It's same thing. Yeah, you're right. Same thing. Just based in Utah instead of wherever they were in True Detective. Exactly. True Detective was slick, like influential with these yeah. with these ten part series joints like that. Because it's been hella it's biters on there. Uh, called High Winds. Is just like it yep. on uh, Amazon? Oh, what's one called? Yep. Um, I'm not putting on anything. I'm putting off. I went to see that Jurassic Park, and it was some slaw. I don't believe that. I was going to see that, that this weekend. They want nothing on the mic. I don't believe it. What was wrong with it? If I put it like this, and I said this to my guy when we walked out. I said, hey, if somebody asked you, we're walking out, still in the damn theater hallway. I said, if somebody asked you what was that Jurassic Park about, what would you tell them? And she was like, I'm going to be real. I don't know. I said, exactly. I don't know either. And that's never a good thing when I can't tell you what a movie is about. That motherfucker was some slaw. And I'm and I'm a Jurassic good. Park apologist. Nigga, I like all of them except it was this visually one. good. They just showing the damn dinosaurs and stuff. It wasn't really a plot. The dinosaurs were an afterthought. Oh, who wants to see that? Exactly. It was like it was a plot going on that and it just happens to be in a world where dinosaurs exist. And that's that ain't it. It was some slaw. Super good on that. I'm hot about that too. They need to just go ahead and reboot the first one, call it a day. That's, it, ain't it? That's the last one. Yeah, that was the last of this little trilogy. They're gonna it, it makes too much money. They're gonna bring it back in about five years. It's too well, much money. I was gonna say I ain't like the dude who played the lead, but he all right. Yeah, he, I ain't mad at him. He's kind of funny. Yeah, he's kind of funny. They need to holler at me. Black Jurassic Park lead. I'm here. I'm your man. But no black Spider-Man? No, or Superman. Um Superman. Absolutely not. Guys, we appreciate y'all tapping in. On Deck TV show is the IG, youtube.com slash On Deck TV show. You can watch, hit that like, and subscribe while you're there. Leave a comment. Also, appreciate everybody comment on the Instagram, excuse me, on the YouTube, man. Y'all been turning up lately. We appreciate you. Um, What else? Anything else before we get out of here? Absolutely not, man. Check out the On Deck TV show everywhere that it is, and go get you a t-shirt. On Deck TV online. Yes, sir, man. Till the next time, we out.